I will take what is mine with and blood. Welcome to the Make Westeros Great Again podcast. The greatest podcast that ever was or will be. The podcast that will mount the world to all other podcasts. We ask, which one of us do you want to kill you? We are here to cover HBO's Game of Thrones, and most importantly, we are here to make Westeros great again. My name is Andrew of House Aviato. And my name is Kevin of House Lemon Cakes. And we are here to talk about the first episode of Game of Thrones, which aired this past Sunday night, Andrew. I'm pretty excited it's back. I don't know about you. Yeah, so we've been kind of getting ready for it. We did two podcasts to kind of get everyone else ready, but this is kind of when it starts, right? Like, we just watched the first episode. We are into the season. Uh, we did a watch party at your house. Yes. And I, I must thank you for, for inviting everyone over and being a good host. I like to think that I was a good host. We had uh, uh, some some foul from the grill. We had uh, several different kinds of of eateries, including, of course, lemon cakes. Andrew, you brought the wolf's bread. Uh, oh, yeah, it I was also, pretty good. it was pretty, pretty good, good this year. I think this is my best wolf bread. I think it tasted the best too. I don't know what you did uh, from this year to the previous years, but this one tasted better too. So I'll, I'll, I wasn't, I wouldn't say it's really good, but it was like pretty good. It was really good. It was, it was pretty, really good. It looked pretty good. It looked really good. It was pretty good. It was okay, pretty. I'll good. take that. I'll take that. It needed like some jelly or something. But, you know, like every bread needs a little jelly to me. Anyway, that's a wildfire hot take if I've heard one before. Andrew, I did give everybody a house sigil and house words that I made up for, for every single person that was in attendance. What did you think of the uh, the house words and what was your favorite one? The My favorite one was, well, my own was no pizza days off, which was, we've done that one before. Uh, our friend Ashley, you gave, I'll bring the dip as her house <laughs> words. I think that was my favorite. I think that was my favorite too. She's the one that always brings the dip. I think those are great house words. Probably my favorite house words as well. Okay, let's get into uh, the show, Andrew, and let's preview what's coming up because we got a huge show here, Andrew. We first first episode is finally out. We got tons to talk about. Of course, we've got our wildfire hot takes that we're going to be bringing you. We've got some power rankings. We've got a new thing here on this uh, podcast, Andrew. Step your game up. We also uh, we want to talk about some celebrity witches. I don't know if you saw uh, there was a, a, a really old witch that uh, showed herself in this last episode. We're going to get into that. And then of course, we're going to close with the Book of Brothers segment and a little It Is Known prediction segment. And Andrew, we got some It Is Known in Dothraki to this episode. I we know, might need to revise was, our drop. When when they said It Is Known, I just my my face lit up. Oh, Finally, we're back best. with the Dothraki. Or the uh, brothraki because they're they're kind of bros. They were a little broish in this episode. Broing out, uh, and so I'm glad the Dothraki are back. Okay, let's start off with what we're calling the stuff that happened. Okay, so we're not a recap podcast. No, we're not gonna like go through scene by scene. No, but we do need to kind of set up everything that happened. So we're gonna do it as fast as possible. We promised you early on that we weren't gonna be. A recap podcast. No. But we're still not going to say words like problematic no. or systems of oppression. No. We're not going to use those <laughs> types of uh, analyses. But we're going to do a quick recap just to get everyone caught up. Uh, and we're going to do it. Kevin, get your phone out and time me on how fast this is going to be. All right. I'm we're, ready. We're trying to make it quicker. Ready? Go. All right. 
Davos gets Jon Snow's body. Ed goes to find the wildlings. Alistair Thorne defends himself. Ramsay mourns Miranda. Roose throws some shade at his son. Brienne and Pod rescue Sansa and Theon. Cersei and Jaime mourn Marcella and double down on their monster lifestyle. Marjorie still in jail. Sand Snakes kill everyone. Tyrion and Varys watch the fleet burn. Jorah and Dario track Danny. Danny hangs out with a Brothraki. Melisandre takes off her magic jewel and turns into a 200-year-old witch. That was pretty good. I think that was over 15 seconds. I actually didn't get my phone out. Um, I didn't really want well, to like do all that. that's everything that happened. <laughs> Let's get into some wildfire hot takes. Wildfire. Stand clear! Stand clear! All right, Andrew, hit me with the first one. All right, so lots of stuff happened. Who was the MVP of the episode? Now, your criteria can be whatever you want. Who did the most to advance their cause or who is just the most badass, or the reasoning could be just because. I'll give you a couple possibilities. Davos, he went and got Jon Snow's body, and then he kind of dropped some swaggerific words to Alistair Thorne. Uh, Brienne killed four Bolton soldiers, uh, pledged her service to Sansa. Sand Snakes kind of collectively uh, successfully accomplished a coup d'etat in Dorne, kind of took over everything, killed a lot of people. Who is the MVP? It's not close for me, Andrew. It's Brienne. Brienne was probably the best in this episode. She's definitely my MVP. She came out of nowhere on her horse, slaying the Bolton men, looking pretty good in the process, giving some pretty serious Brienne grunts. We've missed those. She was number one for me, not close. The Sand Snakes aren't even on my list. I don't know what they're doing. I don't really care. Not a Sand Snake guy. Davos is tight as always, and I got to drop a tight in this podcast because we had a little talk about me using the word tight, which I'm going to use at least twice, maybe three times every episode. So listen for that. Brienne, number one MVP for me. What about you? Uh, I'm going to go with Davos. Just like to swagger. I think he's going to take uh, a kind of a big role in this season, which probably means he's going to die. So good setup for Davos, kind of becoming the leader, the one guy we can kind of root for. I will say about Brienne, this is kind of one of the few occasions in this entire show that we get a heroic rescue. It usually doesn't happen like that. Usually, like, the person just gets caught and dies. Yeah. Like, no one did a heroic rescue of Ned. No one did a hero heroic rescue of anybody else. It's just uh, Brienne comes in this time, saves Sansa, and kind of changes everything uh, with Sansa's storyline. So, excited to see where that goes, but I'm still going with Davos. I agree. All right, I got one for you. You know how they start with whether there's going to be nudity in the show? Uh, well, do you think like all the 15-year-olds that were watching the show who like get really excited whenever they say nudity or strong sexual content, do you think they were kind of disappointed when they realized that the only nudity was like 200-year-old witch porn? Yeah, probably pretty disappointing. <laughs> the the 13-year-old boy uh, crowd's definitely disappointed. They got a little bit of it, but I mean, if they have HBO, they can go back and watch the first season just over and over again, which had quite a bit. Agreed. All right, let's talk about the box score. Brienne, four kills. Tyene Sand, two kills. Podrick, Theon, Obara, and Ilaria, each with one kill. Question, 10 deaths in this episode total. Is 10 deaths going to be over or under the average death count for the rest of the season? Way under, Andrew. This was a pretty relaxing episode when it all when all things are considered. The Sand Snakes were the only ones feeling a little feisty. Uh, they were the only ones out there really kind of going nuts with their swords. And and, and I don't really think they count uh, because to me, they're, they're still super lame. 
So I'm going way under. Uh, I got one for you, Andrew. The Dornish woman did take care of business this episode, but is the Dornish plot now dead or should I still care about it? You know, there's a lot of book readers who are really upset with how everything was done in Dorn. I am not one of those people. I really don't care. They've done some cool stuff. I don't love the the Sand Snake stuff, but it'll be kind of interesting to see what they do. You know, everything's kind of up in the air. Who knows what's going to happen? I think that uh, the Lannisters will send an army down there to kind of distract everyone, leaving King's Landing open. So that's kind of what I think why that's going to be there. Okay, last question on the Wildfire Hot Takes. We've got Hall of Fame qualifiers And, of course, if you remember from the previous podcast, to qualify for the Hall of Fame of Game of Thrones, you have to die. (laughs) So we've got three people people who died uh, of import this week. Uh, Doran Martell, his son Tristan Martell, and the bodyguard Ario Hota. Question, will any of these guys get the votes to get in to the Hall of Fame? The Westerosi Baseball Writers of America... (laughs) <laughs> we'll just keep the baseball writers of America are the ones who get to vote on this, even though there's no baseball, like the baseball writers, right? Like the, the, uh, old town Gazette baseball writer gets right. to vote. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's a chance, uh, with either any of these guys, Andrew, you know, there's, there was one guy who supposedly had maybe a little bit going for him. Looks like he might've used some performance enhancing drugs and that's uh, Ariel Hota. But like everyone talked about how tidy it was with that, with that ax. But man, he he went down pretty easy in this episode. That was pretty weak sauce. So I don't know, man. I don't think there are any Hall of Fame qualifiers. You can look at you can look at Duran Martel. He had a couple good one-liners, but man, he didn't do anything. He was just uh, he, he didn't do anything. I know that there was some book stuff that made him uh, supposedly a pretty cool guy. Uh, did not translate to the show. And Tristane is a bomb, man. That guy is such a weak sauce. There, there's nothing from these three guys that that gives me any. Uh, inclination that they will be given any votes for the Hall of Fame by the Old Town, uh, the Old Town writers of baseball writers, folks. What what do you what do you call them? Old Town. I don't, I don't even remember. <laughs> old Town Weekly. The Old Town Gazette baseball old editor, Gazette. sports editor. Yeah, the Old yeah, Town Gazette. So so if Kevin had a vote, he would not vote for not a Doran Martell, Tristan Martell, or Ario Hotel. Okay, let's move on and do a quick gambling recap of the first episode. We are not gamblers. You are the world's best gamblers. Gambling. Forty thousand gold dragons to the champion. Look at the fun we're having. All right, Andrew, you created this amazing bet sheet, the Westgate Westeros uh, betting props for season six. We had a couple of those bets come due. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, some of the ones that 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 came up here in the first episode that we can talk about whether the uh, the public hit on it or the Westgate Westgate Westeros uh, might have taken a little hit? Right. So a couple bets came off the board. Uh, first of all, the previously on, you know, it was the over or under 127 seconds. Over. Well, the over hit big time. Told the Westgate Westeros took a big hit because everyone bets overs took a big hit the public loves Uh, overs the next one that came off the board will the season start with a flashback the answer was no started off immediately at castle black Uh, the next one the first kill of the season by sword and that was brianne that was the favorite favorite pays 
favorite pace, killed a Bolton search party soldier. Uh, no one died from the death pool. Mm-hmm. None of the Martells, Ariel Hota was not in the death pool. Cersei wine sips, zero. Zero wine sips. Now, if you noticed, there was wine sitting on the table. She did not sip. Uh, off screen, off screen sipping. We didn't see it. Don't count it. Uh, so let's end it with this. Who dies first from the, the death pool? Like, no one died. Out of the 24 characters we listed, zero came off the board. Who's the first to come off the board? I think there's a couple people on this that, that might have raised their chances based on this first episode. If the new lines came out, we might see a couple of these people shift. And I think of top of that list has got to be Melisandre, who was at two to one, number six on the death pool value. After seeing what we saw, you know, I don't know. She seems like she aged a little bit. Old age might be a problem for Melisandre. Uh, some other folks that might be coming up. Davos uh, certainly put himself in a position. Ilaria with some of her decisions. And then we've got the High Sparrow with some of his stuff coming due. And then Andrew, I got to close with Jorah uh, certainly as a possibility as well. Those are my five of ones that are... That maybe maybe their odds went uh, up a little bit in, in chances to uh, to die early in the season. Uh, do you like any of those to jump that jump out of you? Um, not really. Okay. I like I like <laughs> Melisandra, and I maybe like the High Sparrow. All Some right. of the other ones, not so hot on. So if I have time, maybe I'll put together an episode two specific bet sheet, a lot more condensed. Maybe just like two or three things if I have time. So maybe I'll look for that later in the week. Uh, if not, then that means I got really busy. So pretty funny uh, that <laughs> this bet sheet that started circulating around Twitter, a lot of folks were retweeting it, getting into it. We heard some other podcasts even were, were taking it up and using it. Uh, and then, Andrew, we actually went on Kansas City Sports Radio to talk about this uh, this Westgate Westeros Superbook. We were actually on Kansas City Sports Radio uh, literally talking about Game of Thrones fake bets, fantasy, fantasy sports uh, kind oh, of yeah. fun, kind of fun this my, week. Yeah, my mom would be so proud. <laughs> she would. <laughs> okay, yes, she would. Uh, we've got some cool stuff. Let's do the power ranking drop and get into this broth racky segment. The power lies on their side. Go, go, power rankers. All right, Andrew, I'm going to let you lead this off. Okay, so today we are power ranking the other greatest things in life. For Adothraki. <laughs> they listed four things that are uh, four of the greatest five things in life for Adothraki. And those things are seeing a beautiful woman naked for the first time, killing another call, conquering a city and taking her people as slaves, and taking her idols back to Vice Dothrak, and breaking a wild horse, forcing it to submit to your will. This, so was, those are f- this was a really weird scene. Do you agree? Like, it was almost... It's like I mean, comedy. It's I know like, it was a comedy. I, I know. But do you like, do you consider the Dothraki folks like stand up comedians up there? Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know all, if they're stand up comedians. Like all of a they're... sudden they're dropping some pretty serious comedy uh, <laughs> right in a pretty, pretty tense moment. And yeah. I kind of dug it a little bit. Like I could, part of me wants to see the Dothraki show a little human, human emotion, including uh, <laughs> the ability to laugh and not like at like, someone dying or whatever because that's all that they laugh at in previous episodes they're bringing they're bringing in some funny stuff here and i i appreciate that yeah they're the broth racky they're just total bros just dudes hanging out just dudes hanging out with their horses okay so anyway we're gonna power rank the other things so obviously they have a big list 
of things that will happen or the th- things that are uh, the greatest things in life. We have some other ones. So the number one thing that I have is uh, of the greatest things uh, in the Dothraki culture, the greatest things in life, is that warm feeling of, of horse meat pizza sitting on your lap after picking it up from Papa Jocko's. <laughs> you know, after a long day of being a cow, you know, reaving and pillaging, you go home to your Khaleesi and you're hungry. You know, she made a cranberry goat arugula salad, you know, the day before. Ugh. So you're just dreading that, Ugh. sitting in the fridge. You know, see, she opens the refrigerator, but instead of pulling the salad out, she gives you this look of excitement and says, do you just want to pick up a pizza instead? Yes. So you go pick up the pizza because you can't wait for the delivery guy. And as the warmness of the uh, horse meat pizza soaks into your thighs on the ride home, you think to yourself, everything was worth it. Man, it is worth it. Papa Jocko's, man, they make the best horse meat pizza. <laughs> Everybody knows that. All and right, I, give, us, give us another one. I know what you mean, though. On the ride home. You know oh, when yeah. you're when you're riding on the horse. Yeah, it's just sitting there on it's your just, on the warmness on your lap. Right on the. Right there's on nothing the better than that. There's nothing better than that. Okay, here's number two. Uh, uh, what some of the other uh, number two of the the other greatest things in life for a Dothraki Brothraki. Uh, number two, the philanthropic feeling you get when you cut that call's long braid off uh, of hair off of his head, and not just because you beat the call in battle. But because you know you're going to make your Khaleesi happy by donating that braid to the local Dothraki Locks of Love charity. Am I right? Yeah, the Dothrak Locks of Love. Doth- Dothrak Locks of Love charity. Yeah. yeah. I love it. That's great. Yeah. You know, the- like, it's just, it's one, a feeling of accomplishment, and two, you know, a feeling of charity. It makes like you feel warmest, good about yourself. You're, you're doing something for yourself, right? You're doing something for someone else. That's and nothing's right. better than that. Nothing's better than that. Dothrak Locks of Love. Dothrak locks of love. That's a great joke. Thank I you. love that. Thank you. All right. The next one, when you receive a Raven message from someone and it isn't a bill, mm. you know, maybe it's a card from a young Kai slave master thanking <laughs> you for replenishing his inventory. Or maybe it's a ha- handwritten note from your Khaleesi who is sending you a love letter as you are often asked to pour plundering villages. Aww. You know, when the Raven stops by and you don't owe someone money, all is good in the world. All is good in the world. All right, here's number four, Andrew. The sheer joy you get when you put on your leather battle skirt and you find five gold dragons that you took from your last pillaging still in your pocket. Then you go all around to all your buddies, your Dothraki warrior buddies after a long day, and you tell a story of the day, and you can truthfully end that story with the phrase, and then I found five dragons. See? this is That's great. That's a great, that, that's a great, great That's just a great day. Yeah. It's not only... Uh, great in the moment, but it just makes your whole day better. And then I found five dragons. Perfect. Okay, <laughs> we got one more. All right. And this is a list of the other greatest things in life for sure. a Dothraki. Number five is unsubscribing to spam email from Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> okay, so maybe on a trip to Dothraki Spring Break, uh, you went to Karth with your bros, with your Brothraki. Then one afternoon before partying with the warlocks, you go to an outlet mall and you accidentally put your put in your email address while checking out at Bed Bath and Beyond Factory Outlet mm. Store. But you needed to load up on shampoo to keep your braid looking fresh. But then they send you like a thousand emails a day. But nothing is better than finally clicking unsubscribe 
to rid your inbox of such clutter. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. And that, my friends, is the the five other greatest things in life for a Dothraki Brothraki. Uh, I think those were good, Andrew. I think we've done good work here. Okay, the next next thing I want to just set it up for you. I've got okay. putting put together a game for you. Okay. So this is our new segment called Step Your Game Up. Okay. We've got a new game. Uh, I'm just going to preview it here before we play the drop. This is you're going to have to guess whether this is a Brienne fighting grunt or a female tennis player grunt. <laughs> okay. I've not heard these, so we're, we're all going to be listening to this live. All right, I'm ready for this. Let me get the drop in and we'll, we'll get to the grunts. What you looking at? Step your game up. What you waiting for? Step your game up. Go come on in the dust. Step your game up. Drop it to the floor and just step. All right, Andrew, uh, I'm controlling these grunts, although I've not heard them. So uh, is there anything I need to set up or just play the grunt? No, so I put the uh, Game of Thrones theme song underneath, but okay. at some point in there, they will show it will have the grunt. You need to listen to the grunt, maybe listen to it once or twice, okay. and then come up with, is it Brienne or is it a female tennis player? All right, here we go. Number one. I gotta play it again one more time. I'm going with Brienne. That is Brienne. Yes. That's tough. That was a tough one. That and can we just one. say from the beginning <laughs> that we love Brienne's grunts? Oh, like they're the when best. she was grunting while she was killing all those Bolton soldiers, it was the best part of the episode. Best part of the episode. Not close. Not close. Okay. Agree. Move, all right. Number two. Move on to number go. two. Number two. <laughs> All right, one more time. I'm going with female tennis player there. That is a female tennis player. I believe that's Maria Sharapova. All right, there we go. There we go. All right, let's move on to number three. This is good. I'm two for two. Feeling pretty good. Number three. <laughs> that one's kind of violent. <laughs> one more time. I'm not sure that's a tennis player or Brienne. That sounds like someone like getting stabbed. <laughs> All right. Well, Brienne does stab people. That's true, but she's not getting stabbed. Um, I guess I'll go with tennis player. It is Venus Williams. That is correct. Yes. Yes. All right. I would not have been able to guess the tennis player. So that was good. All right. Last one. Uh, the grunt number four. Oh. Oh, but that was good. All right, one more time. That's got to be Brienne, right? Yeah, that's Brienne. That one's Brienne. That's, that that's one's very Brienne. That was a yeah, super that's, Brienne that's one. the easiest one. Yeah. All right, four I, or four? I, I thought you would get two, three, and four. I didn't think you'd get number one. Number one, number one, one is one. the most 50-50. Yeah, I agree with that. I completely agree with that. All right, Andrew. Uh, very very good work on the grunts. Uh, yeah, well, I hope everyone at home enjoyed playing along with Step Your Game Up. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that <laughs> in the future if something comes along. We were just felt compelled. We felt inspired by Brienne's fight scene and her grunts uh, to play this game. I've missed the grunts. Yeah, we missed it. Missed she hasn't grunts. really fought anybody in a while. I mean, she sort of did Stannis. She grunted when she killed Stannis. That's but true. That's it. That's all we got last year. All right. Well, let's move on, Andrew. Uh, I don't know if you saw the end of that episode. It was a little freaky. Uh, we saw Melisandre remove her, whatever that was, necklace thing, uh, whatever. And she looks in the mirror and I'm thinking, okay, so who's in the mirror behind her? What is this? 
this <laughs> blonde person, and then we cut to Melisandre, who has uh, aged a few years, um, making us wonder, is there anyone out there in the world also that is like a 200-year-old witch that we just don't know about and has some secret power uh, behind them keeping them young? Uh, so we've got a few uh, a few examples here. I'm going to let you lead it off, Andrew. Who do you got? Well, the most obvious one in pop culture of someone who's a secret celebrity witch is Tom Cruise. Definitely. I like this is not even a speculative thing. This like, was this what is, brought this game on. Like we this we, is true. <laughs> we like, decided we just, like, this bit based on Tom Cruise. Like, yeah, Tom Cruise <laughs> is a secret witch. Like yeah. he's wearing some sort of pendant that turns him into uh, uh, a young man. Let's look at the facts here. <laughs> he's associated with a weird religion. Yes. Check. He talks in riddles. Check. He's probably consumed poison and survived at some point in his sure, life. Sure. Probably. Right? Right. Yeah, it has to. He, he hasn't aged in 30 years. That part is very true. Obviously, he's a witch. Now, let's speculate a little bit. My speculation is, is that he's probably Paul Giamatti's twin brother. <laughs> But sometime in the 80s, he joined Scientology and got these secret powers, these secret red god witch powers that Paul Giamatti did not get. (laughs) So Tom Cruise, Paul Giamatti's twin brother, secret witch in Hollywood. (laughs) I'm probably never going to be able to watch Paul Giamatti in anything ever again without thinking that he's the one that didn't drink the the elixir to keep the youth like Tom did. Uh, Well, I mean, Paul Giamatti, love the guy but has not had the career that Tom Cruise has. Should have went to that that meeting, that stress test meeting that the Scientologists were giving. Paul's given. great, though. Come on. Give Paul some credit. Paul's, yeah. a, Paul's a phenomenal actor. I, I, all I'm saying, and I'm giving him his credit, but he didn't drink the elixir. Did you see John Adams? <laughs> I did. <laughs> all I right. Did. Here's another one. Uh, Flavor Flav, Andrew, is a celebrity 200-year-old witch. You know, he speaks in rhymes. He's always a hype man. He was on Celebrity Wife Swap, which just for some reason means that he's probably a 200-year-old witch. And he draws his power pretty clearly from the clock around the neck. And get this, Andrew. According to Wikipedia, which is obviously my go-to source, he set a house on fire as a small child when he was playing with a lighter. Come on now. Does he death worship the red god? <laughs> death by fire is the purest death, flavor Flav. He set a house uh, on fire as a small child, obviously. Okay, so he already looks pretty old. Yeah. When you take off his clock, what happens? Well, I'm just I'm just saying, like, probably like six hundred years old. Like he looks a hundred now. But at some point it catches up to you. Okay. So that's it. There All right, Flavor Flavor Flav, secret celebrity witch. But really, it was, it was the, the light the house on fire thing that oh, got it for yeah. me. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, All right, you know, he saw got? his whole career in the flames as his house <laughs> went up in fire. Okay, the next one I've got for you is Tom Brady. Okay. Tom Brady, secret celebrity, 200-year-old witch. Mm-hmm. The Patriots are always accused of cheating, right? right? But no one can ever really prove it. Even with the Deflategate stuff, the science really didn't work in, in what the NFL was saying. And, and no one can really explain it. There's only one real answer, and that's blood magic. Sure. You know, he wasn't highly touted coming out of Michigan, but somehow he turned into the greatest quarterback of all time. This is how he made a deal with the Red God. Yeah. Tom Brady, 
check this out, is only 17 months younger than Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning looked like a skeleton last season. <laughs> Peyton and Tom Brady looks like he was when he was 25. Yeah. The only better. real answer is that he's a witch. I think you're right. Pretty clear that he is a witch. Uh, the last one, Andrew, and this is a duo here. Uh, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen are 200 year old witches. Uh, the reason is, you know, they were super cute kids and then they turned into like pretty hot young women when they came of age. And I trust me, I only looked at them when they were 18 and over. Uh, but then they kind of stopped acting and that was their elixir. When they stopped acting, their witch power disappeared. And my God, now they literally look like the old Melisandre now, even they're only 29 years old. Like they look like the, the they have these, these people have lost their power, their jewel, their jewel. And that was being on screen. Now they look like they're 200. Now they look like Melisandre. I don't know what has happened to Mary Kate and Ashley, but they are clearly 200 year old witches. And the, and the witches has caught up to them. Wow. Have so, you seen them recently? I have not. I oh, will have my, to go look. Google it right now. They are scary as F, man. Don't, in fact, don't do it. It's going to, don't do it. Just, oh, I already did. I'm already like halfway keep, through. Keep the memory and, of them in your. Yeah. Ooh, this one's even like right? wearing a red cloak. Like she looks like Melisandre. Ugh. They're brutal. Um, I think I agree. Yeah, right? Poor girls. I know. I know. Okay. Well, there you go. So let us know if you have any other secret celebrity 200-year-old witches. We'd like to hear from you on Twitter. You can find us at Make Westeros or on the good book, The Seven-Pointed Star, the Facebook uh, at Make Westeros Great Again. Andrew, let's move on to everyone's favorite uh, little category here. The Book of Brothers. Book of Brothers. I've always dreamed about having a brother. All the great deeds of all the great kings, girlfriend. That is correct. All right, Andrew. We've had a lot of reviews on iTunes. You guys are so awesome for doing that. We truly, truly appreciate it. If you like what you're hearing at all, please take 30 seconds. Go out to iTunes. Just hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star review and leave a five-star rating and leave a review. You can say whatever you want, but if you say something that's kind of cool and, like, leave your name, we will add you to the Book of Brothers. And here are a few examples of that. We had Jason, Cassie, Peter, and Ed leave comments, and they are now in the Book of Brothers, Andrew. I'm going to let you start. Or you know what? I'll start. I'll start with Jason, all right? Jason the Entertainer. Known for his skill with the harp, he once turned Flea Bottom's Street of Flower into a concert venue with a performance so moving that the lower class and the high lords joined their hands in chorus singing, We are Westeros, we are the children, we are the ones to make a brighter day, brighter day so let's start giving. They actually did that. That was Jason the Entertainer. Thank you so much to Jason, forever in the Book of Brothers. Wow, Jason, that's yeah. that's pretty impressive. So, right. of course, in the Book of Brothers, we're, we're leaving a name. We're, we're giving you a nickname, and then we're listing your great deeds. Right. So the one that I have here, this is Cassie. Okay. And her nickname is Cassie the Completist. Mm. Cassie the Completist. Okay. And her great deed is she watched every episode of True Detective Season 2 <laughs> and did not give up at any point. <laughs> wow. That is impressive. It's quite uh, the feat. That is certainly a feat worthy of the Book of Brothers. Cassie the Completist. All right, I got one. This is Peter. Uh, you've heard of the Breaker of Chains, Andrew? 
Peter is the breaker of brains. A famed member of the Night's Watch many, many years ago, he literally took down 100 White Walkers, you know, those kind that kind of have their brains like all hanging out. He took down 100 of them in one day, forever being named the breaker of brains, Peter. Wow. Yeah. They they could use Peter right now. I know. He took down 100. I know. Peter, congratulations. Yeah. No, good work. Okay, last one. This is Ed. Okay. Ed's nickname is the Maester of Puppets. Okay. The Maester of Puppets. And his great deed is he was chained and trained from the Great Citadel in Old Town. Ed formed a metal rock band that gave the final performance at the King's Landing Amphitheater before it was burned to the ground by dragons. Oh, man. Maester Maester of Puppets. Went out on top. Congratulations to Ed, and congratulations to all of you uh, who have joined the Book of Brothers. Please go out, leave those reviews. It really helps us to get our podcast out there to new listeners. And you, too, will join the Book of Brothers. Just leave us your name, and we will come up with something very interesting to uh, add you to the Book of Bros. Andrew, shall we move on to the It Is Known segment? It is known. It is known. It is known. It is known. All right, this is the segment, of course, where we make our predictions for the next episode. Andrew, did I just see you're drinking some Dornish wine there? What was that? That's right. Is that this what is, is that? Uh, this is a red. I don't know where it's from. What does it taste like? It's a little sweet for my taste. Hmm. Okay. My normal taste, but I'm enjoying it nonetheless. Interesting. Okay. There you go. Sorry. Uh, let's get let's get to the it is known segment. I just saw you were drinking some Dornish wine, so I thought I'd give you the opportunity to tell some folks about it. Uh, I okay. wish I knew more about it. I don't. All right. It is known prediction section, Andrew. This is where we give our predictions for the next episode. Uh, I've got the first one here, and then I'll throw it to you. Sadly, and this is only sadly for me, I think we're going to see Bran in the next episode. And he's going to be like 19 freaking feet tall, and Hodor is going to be looking up at him, and it's going to be all weird. Did you know the guy that plays Bran grew like nine feet since we last saw him? Did well, yes. Yeah. He, people do grow up. No, no, no. Like He's, he's like Yao Ming tall. Like he's not Yao Ming tall. Yes, he is. He's taller than Hodor by like three and a half feet. I don't know what they're going to do with this. Like he's going to be carrying Hodor around. Can they do, do you, I don't know this, this production. What did you say? They spend per episode, like $10 million yeah. per episode. Can't they do like some freaking Hobbit shots, like to make him look short again, to just make this seem like a little more realistic. Isn't he supposed to be like nine years old in the books? Well, I think part of the deal is, is that, he doesn't ever stand up anymore <laughs> because he's a cripple. So they can kind of hide it. I think that you saw him in a dream sequence, which we'll, we'll see him in next episode. Okay, and so whatever. maybe he's standing in that, but he's not going to be standing up next to Hodor. All I know is the Houston Rockets are going to draft him in, in the 2021 draft because they need someone tall. And, yeah, and he'll have definitely... The, He'll have perpetual foot injuries throughout his entire career. <laughs> exactly. He's already got it. He's already like exactly. developed a paralysis of his lower half of his body. Right. So Bran, the new Yao Ming. Yes. Well, he is nine feet tall. I'm telling you. You know what, right. Kevin? This is my prediction. I think you're going to come around on Bran. You think so? 
Yeah, I think you're going to come around on brand. I think there's a lot that brand's going to do that's kind of cool. I'm going to have an open cool. mind. I'm going to try yeah, to have, have an open mind. mind. It, everything that brand did before that you hate <laughs> was all kind of just like set up for what he's doing now. It was like all preseason before the season started. Before I hope the you're right. Started. I, hope oh, I'm, right. I, I think I'm right. I think okay. you'll come around on brand. Now, do I think you're ever going to love brand? No, I do- don't. Are, am I alone in this? Are there people that am I the only person you know that doesn't like Bran? Uh yeah. I think so, yeah. right? So that's that's probably a wildfire hot take. Wildfire. <laughs> I think you'll come around on Bran. So we will see him in the next episode. He was in the trailer. Okay. Uh, there'll there'll be some cool stuff with Bran this season. I, I think he'll just be a vessel for learning more about the world at large and maybe the history. see maybe that's why i don't like him because he like represents all the magic stuff that just like not the cool magic stuff but like the the sucky magic stuff that i don't understand and like there's yeah, no I'm, rules around and like, i think it'll come together i'm pretty sure it'll come together and you'll like it so that's my prediction okay uh, another right. one i kind of touched on it a little bit earlier okay is that i think that the King's Landing is going to be sacked by someone. Not necessarily in the next episode, but just in, in the near future. And this is why I think that. I think Cersei's going to send an army to Dorne. She's going to send an army to the Riverlands, and she's going to send an army to the north. So she's going to like freak out and just send her army everywhere, leaving King's Landing susceptible to being sacked by someone. Interesting. I don't know who. Maybe Danny. Maybe somebody else. But I think that King's Landing... Uh, not gonna make it through unscathed this season. This are we talking about the next episode or like no, for the just, season? just sometime quick, like next, like this season, but it'll come along. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I think we're gonna see uh, the Martells get involved. We haven't seen them what since when? What when was the last time we they saw? They all died the last episode. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I I said Martells. I mean Tyrells. Let me try that again. Oh, okay. Let me try that again. The Tyrells, we're not going to edit that in. We're going to show how dumb I am. The, the Ty, We're going to get the Tyrells involved, Andrew. And where's Mace at? Where's Mace at? Well, you remember the last time we saw him, he was singing a song to Bravos, the guy right? from the, the Iron Bank. So he was trying to work out a deal with the, with the banker, Tycho, Mark Gatiss. Nice. And that's the last thing that we saw of him. So he's probably going to come back. Maybe he worked out a refinance. Maybe he did a reverse mortgage, or maybe he worked out something here. We don't know exactly what the state of the international credit market is in relation <laughs> to Westeros, but we'll find well, out when he comes back. We know that Jim, Jimmy the Bravosi said you cannot get a very good CD rate from the Iron Bank of Bravos. We know that much. He, he must the know. Iron Bank is struggling. Iron yeah. Bank is struggling. Just yeah. they got to call in their out. debts. Might need a bailout. Uh, yeah, that's what happens when you start just loaning money to – uh, lost causes like Stannis. I mean, they, how much money did they give Stannis? That had to be quite a bit of money, right? Uh, it was at least one leather pouch. That's all we saw. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> at least one leather pouch that he gave to uh, Salador Sa. That's a good point. All right. So anyway, I think we're going to see the Tyrells show up. I'm I'm ready for them. I want to see Mace. I want to see him come in and, and try to figure out, stand up for Marjorie. Like, what's what's yeah. he doing? There's, she's still in jail. I know. And so Stan- is Loris. They're both in jail. That's what I'm saying. Like, wh- where's he at? He's like the head of the family. Like, was, is he just going to sit back and do nothing here? Yeah, and, that, and that's something that with the show, like, I kind of quibble with. Or the, the Queen of Thorns? Line. What's she doing? Well, no, she came back. She's okay. the one who got Cersei arrested. 
All right, but why isn't Total she payback? Why isn't she doing anything for freaking Marjorie? Well, she tried to because she when chatted up the uh, high sparrow, he wasn't having it. I don't know. I feel like they're not doing anything. I need them to be a little more proactive. All right. Speaking of proactive, let's talk about another thing. Okay. What's the deal with the ships getting burned in Marine? Yeah, that sucked. You know what? That was so disappointing to me because I want them to hustle up and get to Westeros. No and chance. then when Tyrion said, "Never gonna happen," huh, we're it's gonna be a while before we sail to Marine. It was just this collective. Uh. I think that all the fans were like, oh, "Are you serious? <laughs> are you serious?" Yeah. So I I'm kind of disappointed with that. I'm if with we're gonna. You. Like, I like some of the Marine stuff. Maybe Tyrion will make the Marine stuff better. Well, he will. I mean, just his scenes are great. Him, especially, uh, I don't know. I think he's going to be really good. I, I don't know what his role is going to be. Obviously, something with the dragons, maybe. But uh, I I still wonder if he's going to have like a legit like dragon role. Because he's the one that's been doing some reading on this. He knows his stuff. But I don't know. I don't know. Okay. He's there for a reason. Well, uh, in terms of this first episode, I, I think you should view this first epi- episode next to episode two, kind of like last season, where one and two kind of went really hand in hand together, maybe where it kind of dealt, dealt with everything. So maybe view this as episode one, part one, and then the next episode, episode one, part two. That's fair. Let's, let's wait for it all to come together, because we've still got like a whole thing at Castle Black to get done. Like They just stopped in the middle of that. I didn't love this episode. I felt, really? No, I didn't love it. I don't. I don't know. I think wait the, for the next one. I think I, you got. I agree. I'm, I'm giving it. I'm not saying I'm like bailing on the show. Screw this podcast. I'm done. I'm talking about like the Brienne thing to start it off. Like that was awesome, and I was like, oh man, this episode is going to be sick. And then it just never quite took shape for me in terms of like uh, like just amazing things happening. I don't know. And Maybe, let me tell you why. Why I think this. Okay. All the big stuff that happened in terms of when you ask someone on the subway what happened in this episode. The only thing that actually happened was the, the Sand Snake stuff. Yeah, and, and I just don't care. You hate the Sand Snakes. I kind of hate the Sand Snakes. Okay. Most people do. That's okay. the only big stuff that happened. You're right. In terms Good of point. other big stuff, sure, we had the Brienne stuff. I mean, Danny, like, she's just hanging out with the Brothrakis now. Yeah. Kind of the boring. wall stuff, like we didn't even get that developed yet. But I li- so that everything was good, else, though. the Davos stuff was good. I like Davos. That was good. And so you know, you know what? I did like some of it. Tyrion and Varys. That was their discussions were good. I what was that thing about them being uh, at the? And here we are doing a goddamn recap podcast. But I just want to talk about one thing. The uh, the deal where they saw the the priest giving a a uh, little sermon there. And Marine, did you see that part? And he's like, that's not good. Or what do you, what do you say something about? Yeah, like, he said, that's not good. So what's that? What's What, what do they mean by that? I thought I felt well, like that was a throwaway line that we need to like pay attention to for some reason. Well, the Red God yes. is proselytizing in Marine. So maybe Tyrion will use that to his advantage. Maybe they will rise up against or for Danny. Who knows? But I think that the Red God is going to play politically into the show in the coming episodes. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay, so that's our prediction segment. There it is. It is uh, known. Also kind of our just general chat segment, like <laughs> a, a normal podcast, but we're not a normal podcast. God dang it. We there we do, go. We compare grunts on this podcast. <laughs> is, and we talk is, about other celebrity witches. This is what we do. 
So we hope you enjoyed. Uh, next week, we'll give you a preview. We're, we're going to get you ready. I'm just for... playing grunts while you're talking right now. I hope you're okay, okay. with that. <laughs> we're going to get you ready for Dothraki Spring Break. And yes. teach you some Brothraki spring break terms like bros before hoes and 24-ounce natural light, please. <laughs> so we're going to learn some Dothraki language to say those things to get you ready for Dothraki spring break. There's nothing better. They always have great weather there, too. I mean, it's like it never rains at Dothraki spring break. Uh, there's there's always sand, like, like sandy beaches. Uh, although I read somewhere that the... Uh, that the Dothraki hate salt water because they're yeah, dude, from their the horses, first season. Their horses can't drink it. That's yeah, they I talk read. about it in the first season because okay. Cal okay. Drogo doesn't want to go, but then he's like, "Man, salt water is nothing. We we got it. Got it." So okay. if if Danny's gonna take any kind of uh, Kalasar to, to to Westeros, they're gonna have to deal with that salt water issue. <laughs> that is true. All right, they're gonna have to find a different spring break destination. We'll try to find them one. Until then. Thank you very much for listening to the Make Westeros Great Again podcast. Again, please take 30 seconds. Leave that review for us. We will love you forever. In fact, we will love you so much. We will indoctrinate you into the Book of Brothers in a coming episode, probably next episode. So be listening. Thank you so much to those who have already done so. Thanks to everybody who's been interacting with us on the Twitter. You can find us at Make Westeros. And until the next episode drops, we will be uh, probably practicing our Dothraki, probably looking for more grunts, and um, checking out some spring break destinations for the Dothraki. Until then, thank you so much again. Valor Morgolis? There you go. Valor Dohiris. Yes. All right. We will catch you next time on the Make Westeros Great Again podcast. Monsters are dangerous, and just now, kings are dying like flies. I am the king! Fuck the king.
When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. is ending.